You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? He shall be Devon. And he shall be diva. Ah, doing good, man. Doing good. <laughs> Just a little nod to uh, what we were talking about before uh, we started uh, officially recording. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Available in the Not archives me. at uh, something that, wait, no. At, uh, yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. That's what it is. But, yeah, yeah, man. So then, what's up? Uh, what, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? Doing good, on? man. Uh. You know, as everybody knows, we record on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, before I came on here, I did uh, Giovanni's podcast, Giovanni Hamilton, for uh, Sports Talk with Giovanni, and uh, it's always a good day when I talk to uh, that little guy over there. He, uh, well, not little guy, he's, you know, he's 13. What was he, what is he going to do? Yeah, but you're a big uh, dude, so everybody's a little guy. I'm a little guy. I forget maybe. how big I am sometimes. Yeah. Um, and big, that, then I saw guy. see photos. Uh, yeah, big guy. And I see photos. I'm just like, oh man, I'm a, I'm a sl- giant sloth. No, uh, I was talking about your height, man. Like you're like a just a massive guy. You're a big dude. Like no matter, no matter what. I forget. Like yeah, I forget. You know, you're just a very tall, large framed person. That's not, <laughs> you know. You yeah. spend too much time in the wrestling business. That's the problem. See, if you were in the real the giants, if you spent all this time in the real world, you would have walked around with people just being like, "Dude, you're enormous." But you spent all that time in the WWE and ECW, and you know you're walking around there, and you're like, oh, "I guess I'm just an average size guy, to average, <laughs> average to below average height," and you know, because here I comes the Undertaker. So you know, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, you know, it's a you know. Because, like, in uh, wrestling, I was always more, always more comfortable working with the same height or smaller guys. And mm-hmm. when I went to WWE, it was just like, man, what do I do? Yeah. You know? I feel I'm the little guy here. Uh, you know, before <laughs> WWE, I was, I was like, the uh, the big guy. You go there, and you're like, man. You know, I'm it's all average. Ge- oh, yeah. That's but, why uh, I hang around elementary schools. <laughs> That's why they have the warnings. Um, <laughs> that's that's why I hang around 500 yards 
from elementary schools. Um, five hundred point five yards. Hmm? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, over decimal points. Oh, hey, new shirt available at prowrestlingtees dot com slash mind of the meanie Wednesday night tiddlywinks uh, <laughs> is it's available now. Uh, thank you, Andy Slichter. Um, and when I say available now, I mean it was submitted. Uh, yesterday, and I'm hoping by Monday when you're hearing this, it's available now. So keep checking into it. Uh, we got some great ones over there. Some new shirts coming out there. Uh, Slickter slacking. Slickter slacking because we usually get like artwork during the show. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean he uh, he only gave us I think four new uh, t-shirts this past week, which Man, I was just slacking. like I was so close to just be like you're fired, but you know what. <laughs> The F one, F bomb one popped me. That was great. Uh, the uh, I got a lot of play out there. of that. Oh, but yeah. by the way, if you're a Patreon member, they're available now. Like now, now, like Saturday, they're available right now. You can go get them, uh, and in multiple colors too. Um, nice. Yeah, let's see some of the what. What do we have here? We've got. Uh, oh, he just put the. Okay, so the Trey Meany Studios logo. Um, is that on a shirt yet? Did we put that on a shirt? You can. We should if we haven't. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. We've got the uh, the gold shit shirt. Uh, they have gold in their hands and they shit on it. Uh, that's pretty cool. The um, <laughs> breaking news. Oh, none of these are. Sh- I hate this because they're not showing up because there's like a white background. On my Dropbox here. Hold on. It doesn't matter. Everybody's listening to this anyway. But they're really good. Uh, They're really, really good. James Sorensen, what's up? Uh, What's up, dude? Devin Miller can't. He kind of. Devin Miller just tried to, on our Patreon, just tried to sneak in and ask me any question by just going, can't wait to hear your thoughts on Paul White joining AEW. That's definitely an ask me any question. But he he slid that in there nice and early. no, I think I was just as surprised as everybody. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I, he was just on the Raw Legend show uh, not too long ago, right? Yeah, being totally uh, disrespected, and you know, no, I um, didn't say it. Nobody treats legends worse on camera. I'm saying on camera, nobody treats legends on camera worse than WWE. Um, what was the deal? What what happened? He was he was uh, sitting there, and Randy Orton came over and just kind of like disrespected him, and, told, and pretty much called him like a washed up has been type deal, um, you know. Yeah. And like, and I, and I, I get it. Well, they're they they were like on brand with Randy though, because he's like the legend killer, right? Or, and that was like the whole yeah. idea, and that's fine. But I think yeah. it's like I guess my issue more is like WWE, and they've always kind of been this way. Like there, there's. The shelf life of like your uh, full time in ring career, and then ninety percent of their legends they've now just said, "Well, now they'll just be the happy go lucky legend who comes out and waves and says hello." Then occasionally yeah. you'll have like your Goldberg that nobody really wants to see anymore, but they take him and they just dr- they just run him into the ground as like pretending yeah. he's not a washed up has been in any way. Um, uh, no, nah, he he didn't almost kill the Undertaker. Yeah. Um, um, brother. Oh man, that was a rough watch. That was a tough one. That was a really tough yeah. one. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I just, you know, it, it's... I, I look at what AEW does, and I know AEW doesn't do everything right, but you look at now, they've got Tolly Blanchard is going to be wrestling. Um, coming out of retirement to team with FTR uh, right. against... Uh, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. I guarantee you he is going to be used perfectly for his what his talents are, what his limitabilities are. Uh, limit, limit, limit a bit. That's not a word. What? Limit, limitabilities? That's not a word, is it? Limited ability. Limited ability. I just kind of put it's, it together. It, it, <laughs> Whatever his limitabilities are. Smashed it together like Play-Doh. Yeah, his limabilities. Um, geez. Now you're just one. I sound like Blah. I sound like uh, I'm like I'm talking like how Meltzer writes his tweets. Um, he tweeted something being a dick as usual, and uh, and he was like, like someone asked him like an honest question, and he like basically was like, you know, next time you should read. Like it was like terrible, but the dude like asked a question, put a period instead of a question mark, then he started the next sentence with and, like it was. It was really, I'm like, I thought you were supposed to be a writer, but, um, and I, and this is coming from a guy like me, like I've always considered things like commas suggestions. Like, I don't really know, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, I but, suck with, commas yeah, but I'm not claiming to be anything. I'm not anyway. Enough I'm not a journalist. Yeah. Um, neither is he. Um, so dude, it's just like, why do you, why even go online if you're just going to be a dick? Yep. You know? Yep. And then he's like, his whole thing was because he was angry because somebody called out the fact that he had his awards. Um, <laughs> the the second uh, second most important awards in wrestling, second to the Shirney Awards. And um, of course, just as legitimate, too. And he, yes. he uh, but like someone was like questioning because Bailey and Sasha's feud wasn't in like the top, like wasn't uh, mentioned in something or whatever. I don't really, I don't read The Observer. But. He kind of like not only was being a dick, but was also taking a step back and just being like, whoa, hey, guy, I don't vote or count the votes or anything. And it's like, well, listen, they're your fucking awards. So, <laughs> you know, you might not count them or vote on them or anything, but it's your name on it. Right. You know, like we're going to take your your brand. Yeah. The same way that we've talked about before with the podcast, that when I say something or do something or tweet something or whatever, it's representative of you. Just like what right. you do is representative of Al because he broke you into the business. Like, yes, that that's the thing. Like, these are your these are your awards. You can't just be like, hey, everybody, check out the, the you know, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. It's a big deal. These are the greatest things in the world. Oh, shit. No, I had nothing to do with it. Hands off. No, no, no. Don't blame me if you don't like the awards. I'm just here promoting them and claiming that they're really important. I just uh, email you from my personal email account so you can vote on them. Awards. You know, <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, uh, what a penis. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Everybody's celebrating it. Like, uh, I mean, it's like a, it's a made-up award, really. Yeah. Well, not only that, like a, too. It's You don't get a plaque or anything. There's no ceremony. That was the thing, like when Bill Apter made it into the uh, Observer Hall of Fame, which a lot mm -hmm. of people consider the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame to be the true Hall of Fame. And that I get. I get that because it's voted on by fans. But it's not voted, by, not voted on by all fans, you know? Um, well, they, they have some of the boys vote on it, too. I used to vote on it. Well, you can vote on it if you're, like, right, if you subscribe or whatever. No, he, or used, you to just, send me a he used to send me a ballot oh, wow. to vote okay. on it. 
which he hasn't recently. So yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm on the list. Shit yeah. list. <laughs> Who knows? But I remember, yeah, with Bill, like he it was. It happened while we were doing the after chat. And I was like, oh, man, well, when you get, like, the plaque or award or whatever, we'll have to post that on social media. We'll do, like, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, no, he's not sending anything. I was like, what? What's, like, the, what, what's the point? Dude, I got nominated for uh, an uh, International Academy of Web TV uh, Award, Best Male Performance in a Comedy. And I got something from them for a nomination yeah. for okay. a— Oh, okay. Well, I'm saying for the, the IAW TV, like I know everybody, it's up there with the Emmys. Everyone knows what that is, right? But they managed, they gave me something for a nomination. And Dave yeah. Meltzer can't give someone something for a Hall of Fame? Come you on. just reminded me. It's like um, superstar Billy Graham went on a fucking rant. And he was ranting and raving because he had heard that like WWE might not build an actual Hall of Fame building. Mm-hmm. And he, he he disavowed himself from the WWE Hall of Fame, sold off his ring and all this stuff. And, you know, here we are. You know, some people are celebrating the Meltzer Awards. Yeah. And they don't get anything. You know, no. it's just like weird. I mean, for the love it's, of God, I've got a Sherney Award right here. Yeah. Right behind me. That's a real thing. I guess you could just print out the award and uh, hang it on your wall or frame it or whatever. I guess so. <laughs> you it's know. Unbelievable. Can you send me a subscription for a week so I could just uh, frame that? <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, look, it, it's well established. And of course, on this. Well, the real Hall of Fame is in the real Hall of Fame is in Waterloo, Iowa. Yes, that is true. Um, I want to go there. To be clear. Me too. Yeah, I've never been. I want to go there. Me too. Because uh, that and, you know, I, I go to Cauliflower Alley every year, which is awesome. But I, also, I, I would love to do the Waterloo one too. Yeah, I joined. Yeah. Thank God the Cauliflower Alley Club is uh, a worthwhile investment to put your money into because yeah. it's a great cause. Because, dude, mm-hmm. I joined because I'm like, I want to go this year. And then, pff, you know, yeah. so uh, I'm going to do the, the lifetime membership, though, this coming year. Because I only did the one year and that's come and due. And it's like, what do you, like, I should just do the lifetime. Um, yeah, it's so worth it. Now, now that I'm making all this mind of the meaning money. Wait, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> where do we like? What's the thing? Uh, we did the BWO shirt commercial. And it's like, yeah, we got all the money. And I'm like, where do we get that kind of meaning money from? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I totally botched that, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, and people used to quote that to me, like left and right, which is cool. You know, it's it's cool what fans remember and what I forget, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's hey, so I'm many no things. To judge. It's, we, we've, it's yeah. well established with this show. We don't know what the hell. Everyone's, yeah. You know, what, what we've talked about. Um, but, uh, but no, big show to AEW. Um, I'm going to give you my my opinion for what it's worth. I can, t- I, I can predict how it's going to go to the T, but go ahead. Oh, I want to hear. Oh, no, no, no. I want to hear that first because my opinion was on what they should have done, but I want to hear what you think because this is the mind of the meaning. No one really gives a shit what I have to say. So, so I guess he's going to be an announcer at first mm-hmm. on this new AEW Dark uh, Elevation, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called. Yeah. I guess it's, uh, you know, rebrand a, a thing and give it a. Well, no, they got, Ele- or they got AEW Dark, and then that's on like Tuesdays, and then Monday's going to be AEW. Uh, dark 
uh, escalator or whatever. The f- I don't know. And uh, an elevation. <laughs> and then, uh, but, and then, and then uh, the dude from Wrestling Inc. Um, commented where someone was like, so does that mean they're not doing their TNT, their second TNT show in 2021? And the guy from Wrestling Inc. was like, uh, apparently that's how it seems. All that, you know, uh, they won't be doing that. Instead, they'll be doing a YouTube one. And he's like the main guy from Wrestling Inc. And then Tony Khan <laughs> comments on his thing like, nope, still definitely doing the second show from TNT. This is something completely different. Um, which my question is, does this mean that they're not going to have 45 matches on AEW Dark? Like maybe they're going to split that. So, cause this seems like elevation seems like this is going to be the place to see the, maybe the people who aren't completely signed to them. You know, they got a lot right. of like young talent who just comes in for dark. Maybe this it's is going to be, be their NXT pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So anyway, so, so yeah, so he's going to be doing commentary on that. AEW dark up yeah. next. Uh, <laughs> instead of next. Yeah. With, uh, uh I, I got you. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's going to be Big Show or, you know, Paul White. And then they'll and do a they'll do a recap show, AEW Dark Reverberation. Um, we'll have Tony Schiavone on there, too, because unfortunately there just aren't any other people out there who can do more commentating or interviews yeah. or anything. If only they knew of someone. Yeah, Tony Schiavone. Not my fault. My prediction is he'll be like on there as like a play-by-play guy, and then mm-hmm. somebody will disrespect him, and then they'll he'll loosen up his tie and come from around the booth, mm-hmm. and I'm going to fight you, and then he'll just become part of the roster. Do you think they're going to end up having the match with Shaq? I mean, Shaq is somebody, facing Cody in a tag match, yeah. a mixed tag match next week. Yeah, I forget who brought it up. Like, yeah, it's just like Cody keeps. I don't know if he's legit injured or it's a work injury, mm-hmm. but know. this might be Cody's way out of an, you know the match with the injury, and then have the the match WWE probably should have done, but yeah. didn't do. Probably, probably. I mean, it's kind of weird seeing somebody. I've seen how big Big Show is in person. You know, Paul White, big guy, big guy, um, and just to see Shaq. You know, yeah. make him make Big Show or Paul White look uh, advertises pretty uh, amazing. How long do you think it's going to take before we stop calling him Big Show? Oh, uh, twenty years. So yeah. when he first became Big Show, I remember like my brother and I were like, "Well, first of all, what the fuck is the Big Show? That's a terrible name." Um, and we're like, eh, "He's the Giant." I'm never going to think of him as anything other than the Giant. And yeah. to be fair, I very quickly started thinking of him as Big Show. Um, yeah, yeah, and so. it's it's weird. Like uh, I I've started forgetting what you know John Moxley was called. You know, like I'm starting yeah. to, get to that that area where I'm starting to forget what Jake people Hager. used to be called. What was Drew McIntyre before Drew McIntyre? Well, in WWE, he was always Drew McIntyre, but Drew Galloway. Right, about he went by okay. Drew Galloway, which that's his actual name. But no, he no, went that's by cool. Drew no, no, but like. Oh, yeah, like on like I'm the in, indies in, and an impact and all that stuff. He was he was Galloway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm getting to that point where I forget what you know yeah. Drew McIntyre was called. You know, you know before he was Eed. Yep. Before he was WWE. <laughs> well, there's also I, I you know I knew. So the funny thing is, I knew Stu Sanders was how I knew Wade Barrett. <laughs> 
because he was Stu oh, okay. Sanders in OVW. So I okay. knew him as Stu. And I just called him Stu, and he's in my phone. He's still in my phone as Stu Sanders. Yeah. Because I, at what point am I going to take the time to update that? That's not necessary. But he's yeah. in my phone as Stu Nobody Sanders. Nobody got time for that shit. What's that? Nobody's got time for that shit. No. Like, uh, like bronchitis or whatever. No, not bronchitis. <laughs> what, is, what the fuck? No. Uh, what is that? That ain't nobody got time for that. Um, it was like a meme. Yeah. Some lady on the street, and they were in their room. Was it like, bronchitis, or was it? I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was something like that. Yeah. You're, you're refreshing my memory on, yeah. on the spot. Yeah. Ain't, got, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, you know, but anyway. Um, <laughs> no, yes. so, but, but, so I always knew him as Stu. And when he went to, uh, when he started with the NXT thing, the original NXT, they called him Wade Barrett. And it took a long time for me because also because I knew him personally, it took a long time to remember that his name was Wade Barrett. Like, and then believe it or not, a dude that I actually knew personally, I just started in my mind knowing him as Wade Barrett. He just became, because I saw him on TV a hell of a lot more than I talked to him in private. So I, you know, he was Wade Barrett. Then he left and when you're not there, you end up talking to people outside of WWE a lot more than the rest of the time. And at that point, he's now like he was on Sosa Chernoff. And, and you know, anytime I talk to him, now he's Stu Bennett. He's, you know, I'd done a couple of uh, things with him promoting his movies and stuff. Uh, and he was Stu Bennett, which is his real name. And that's what he was using. He was acting. He had nothing to do with wrestling. Then he did some stuff for the NWA and he's Stu Bennett. And he's going by his, his shoot name, so to speak. And... Yeah. Makes um, sense. And so I'm just like, you know what? Oh, God, finally, I can call him Stu again. This is great. Okay, Stu, ben- Stu Bennett, forget the Sanders. Stu Bennett, that's it. And then he comes on my show, gets the old Chernoff Bumpski, and he's back <laughs> in WWE. And he got he's the way elevation. Back. He got the, yeah, he got the uh, Sosa Chernoff dark elevation. That's, yeah. that's, that's a fun fact. That's the coffee I'm drinking right now. Um, dark elevation. Dark elevation. Oh, mm. man. But yeah, so then, uh, by the way, check out this month's So Says Chernoff on Fight TV, if I can put that over a little bit. Oh, it was really good, man. Oh, That's did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate the, that. Uh, the, <laughs> the photo of the back of Melcher's head fucking <laughs> killed me. That was legit. That was a legit. It's a shoot. I have been holding on to that for, <laughs> what, a year and a half? Just knowing there was going to be a time, there was going to be a time. But uh, that that and the photo of him with the uh, tie dye uh, sweater tied around his neck, just, like he's like he's Billy Zapkin in nineteen eighties <laughs> movie. Uh, Billy Zapkin, the notorious James uh, Sorensen, wants to know if we can get uh, uh, Stu Bennett on the mind of the meanie. Uh, I'm going to say no, probably because he works for WWE now and they're pretty strict about. Yeah. You know, the control. When we did with the after chat, we had um, uh, Naomi on. Yeah. Uh, on the after chat. And it was like this. We're like, okay, like we, we, we really wanted to get a current WWE superstar. Nothing against her at all. Um, but I was really hoping at that time it was going to be somebody, you know, with a slightly like bigger name value. You know, I mean, we had done our guests had been Hulk Hogan and Sting and Rey Mysterio before Ray went back. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, we're, we're, we'll get someone good. And they're like, yeah, we've got Naomi for you. I'm like, all right, that's fine. We're like, we can make the best of this. Yeah. Except WWE stayed on the line 
the entire time to make sure she was only there for a specific amount of time to make sure that nothing was said that they didn't want said. And it became such a sterile and like, there is no way that they would be okay with having somebody on this show. It'd be like, uh, it's kind of like doing an interview with somebody in North Korea. You know, somebody else is on the line. With, yeah. <laughs> um, although it would be fun. We should try and get some people on the show. See who well, we can get fired. Dude, it's funny. Well, my boy uh, Steve Cutler, who was in mm-hmm. NXT, and uh, he was on SmackDown for a little bit. He got he just got released. Yeah. Now he has a ninety now, day no compete, but I don't. Does that mean he has a but, ninety day like? He well, can't well, do well a the, the point. Well, the point is, I'm, I'm trying to make is like he. I talk to him more now than when he was in WWE. It just yeah. seemed like once you're there, you, you really got to be mindful what you say, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then, like, I sent him a thing. Hey, man, what's up? He, he called me. I was like. You know, wow. I was kind of like, you know, I was like, oh, he's calling me. What's up? <laughs> it's like, hey, man, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, it's like the first thing. Like, we talk here and there, like, you know, uh, hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. happy Flag Day. Yeah, uh, sure. Happy whatever. Arbor, Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, you know that guy, uh, Freight Train? The, uh, um, the wrestler, for, he was on $5 Wrestling on... Uh, oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, without going into detail, like, he somehow he got my number. Oh, man. And, oh. and he'll wish me... He'll, he's, he's he's okay. He's a cool okay. dude. He's All a right, likable guy. But I didn't uh, know where the story was going. No, no. He'll text me, like, happy... Hey, Merry Christmas, Blue Meanie. And it'll be, like, two months after Christmas. <laughs> and it's just like... And me and <laughs> me and uh, Cliff Compton were talking about mm. uh, freight train one day. We're like, yeah, do you get to text like two months after the holiday? It's like, where's he texting from that like it takes that long to get to you and stuff like that? Do you like think that? he's so, just somewhere where like once upon a time he's like, I need to know what month it is, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep track of my calendar. And someone set him up just on the wrong month as a rib. Yeah. And that man has just yeah. diligently followed that calendar ever since. Yeah. So me and Cliff Compton, like if it's Easter, I'd be like, happy flag day. You know, well, that's like our little not inside joke with us. Yeah. Like we'll text each other the wrong uh, holiday <laughs> on the holiday. But uh, yeah, back to Steve. Uh, yeah. Just like, you know, we would exchange pleasantries on holidays and stuff like that. And then, like, once he got released, I was like, man, sorry to hear about that. You know, I sent him a text, hey, man, sorry to hear about you getting released. Yeah. And he called me right back. I was like, what? I was like, something, what's going on here? I was like, how you been? Good to hear your voice, you know? Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would love to get some, uh, you know, current folk yeah. on uh, the show. Um, Especially now we're going to fight. And, yeah. Uh, we, and we've stuff been, like that. We, some, I won't say who, but one company reached out to us. About yes. about getting somebody on, which was cool. It's always cool when someone reaches out to you, because yeah. then you don't feel. We've talked about this before. Like we, there was a I'll whole feel like I'm. There was I'll feel like premise. I'm being a burden. Yeah, yeah, there was the whole premise of this podcast being the way that it is, and more of a talk radio was because, you know, you didn't, and and I agree, didn't want to be bothering people all the time to come on. So yeah, you go through that Rolodex real quick too. Yeah. You know? Well, that was, I talked about the after chat. That's, that was kind of something we figured out there. Like Bill had, you know, a, a Rolodex of all, you know, the, the biggest names in the wrestling business 
but even he ran out pretty quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. When 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 the show's basically ba- set to interview mm-hmm. people. And and, and 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 to us, it might be a little bit of a detriment because, like, I see all these other podcasts and they're posting clips clips to YouTube yeah. with interviews and all that stuff. It is. I'm sure it could drive up our viewers and listeners or whatever. Well, but I'm had, happy with our. I'm glad we're doing what we're doing and gaining the traction we're gaining. Yeah, just doing sticking to our guns with and the. I, I think sticking the more, with the format. I think the more people can, maybe we'll have to run the uh, what is mind of the meanie campaign. Like I have the what is so says sure enough campaign currently running right now. Um, because that was a big thing. Like what is so says sure enough. Like people would just be like, I, you can't hear so says sure enough and go, oh, well, obviously that must be satirical wrestling news. You know, like you don't know what it is. So I kind of started this campaign with a commercial I threw together that by the end of that commercial in less than a minute's time, whether you like it or not, I can't help, but you know what So Says Chernoff is. You walk away going, okay, this is going to be satirical wrestling news. Yeah. I think the more people who know that we're more of a talk radio show, um, yeah. you know, because otherwise, if they don't know what it is, there's so much stuff out there, you know, um, but we're very grateful for the audience that we have. And one thing about the audience we have, and it keeps growing, um, but they're very loyal. And that's something that means the world to us, you know. You can, it, it's hard to find loyalty, like, because yeah. there's so much content out there. Yep. You know, people can listen to anything. It's all free. Yeah. You know, unless, you know, you got the Patreon. And then, like, we were fortunate enough to have a Patreon where we got people who are, you know, upgrading their services with us and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's even more of a, you know, more humbling yeah, you know, that's the word I was looking for. Humbling. Uh, so yeah, you know, to, to have people be that loyal to and to, you know, to different different degrees doing what we do means we're doing something right and maybe something different. You know, yep. you know, because a lot of people like to. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there. I listen to them. Uh, I'll go. I'm a YouTube junkie. I'll go through clips and stuff like that. Some stuff is, you know, sensationalized, you know, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the yuck, yuck, ha, 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 I'm <laughs> shooting guy. Woo-hoo. Ping, ping, I'm shooting. <laughs> Yowie. But, yeah, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to have to put on a character when I'm doing this, right. you know. No, it, it's I one don't thing think to put on a character. The same way. I don't, think, I don't think we'd have the loyalty of this the is listeners me. that we have yeah. if you were putting on a, you know. Putting on air, as they say. Yeah, even when I do like shoot interviews and stuff like that, I kind of put on a little bit of a personality. Mm-hmm. Like I have my shoot interview voice, and hey, this is WWE superstar, the Blue Meanie, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Which <laughs> well, I say for cam- I mean, listen, it, you know, well, I part- say for cameos and stuff, but you know. that's part of of being professional at the same time too. Like yeah. you know, we hope everybody has been enjoying uh, that was extreme uh, yes. over on ad free shows. But that was extreme is very different than like when, when we're like, I know in my voice, I can hear in my voice um, that it's, it's different than even when I did talking with friends for our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mind of the meaning. Uh, when I did that, I even felt, even though I was talking to my friends, I wasn't sure what we were, you know, I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like in the beginning. So I was much more professional, so to speak. 
right? Like we're here now. I was like that in the beginning of this show, but 49 episodes later, I'm uh, just kind of shooting the shit with you, which I think yeah. is more enjoyable to people because they know for better or worse, they're getting our honest opinions. They're getting us the way we actually are, you know? Yeah, our reactions are pretty uh, pretty much as they come. And, like, uh, you know, we always made this, like, not a mandate, but, like, a rule not to, like, as soon as we log on, don't give away some of the best stuff, you know. Right. You know, don't lead the conversation in the hallway. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, we start talking, I mean, we ha- obviously, as soon as we get on, and we don't want to. And then we're like, all right, yeah. let's get our Patreon people on here <laughs> pretty quickly because we just start having conversations. And that's the fun of this show is that this show really is exactly like the second we log on together and are talking, it's yeah. the same thing, which is why we do have to cut each other off at times and just be like, all right, let's just do this on the show because something funny is going to happen our- and we won't make money off of the shirt if we can't make it. Yeah, uh, most of the communications like during the week is just text, so... You know, you, you, I think we've talked maybe on phone like three times, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, hey, let me call you. Hey, how you doing? You know, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, you know, in I only, the only time we way. talk on the phone is when I usually, it goes like this. I'm starting a text and I'm just texting and texting and I go, you know what? I could just call him and we could be done with this in like five minutes. <laughs> Um, let me send, let me send a carrier pigeon. Yeah. Uh, well, cause there's like something like when we've been talking about with the action figures and stuff and there's sometimes like it, it's just so much easier to just be like, okay, Hey, so I just talked to them. This is what we're going to do as opposed to drafting this whole, you know, uh, story about <laughs> this conversation that I had with Chella. But, um, by the way, those figures are coming and, uh, you can go to mind of the dot bigcartel.com that's mindofthemeanie.bigcartel.com you can also just go to mindofthemeanie.com and the first thing that you'll see there is for the action figures the US orders if you're inside the United States you can now go and pre-order the action figures which should be available in the next month or two Um, that's the rumor we're getting here Uh, you can pre-order them now and you can actually choose what's that? Is that what uh, Meltzer reported? Yeah, Meltzer reported uh, it's going to be this month, next month, or plans could change. But um, we are, and I actually heard that uh, I heard Mabel was going to be in the two pack. Um, he's the third man. <laughs> um, but uh, you can go right now to mindofthemeanie.bigcartel.com and you can either pre order just the standard two pack or there is an option to pre order the signed two-pack because the ones that you get from mindofthemeanie.com or mindofthemeanie.com or mindofthemeanie.bigcartel.com, uh, those are coming directly from us. Uh, yeah. Directly, wait, no? Um, they're coming directly from us, so we will have the ability to sign them um, as easily as we've had the ability to sign the, uh, the artwork that Meanie signed. Yeah. And I'm still just sitting here with my pen in my hand. So. <laughs> well, I, we got to kind of do like a uh, a hostage swap where yeah. like I give you the art and you got to give me the figures yep. or something like that. I got to give you the figure. I got to give you. I've had an empty uh, uh, can of seltzer here that I signed that I need you to sign so that we can auction it off for charity. Yeah, we got to do that. Uh, I know Slichter's going to buy it. 
<laughs> not Slichter. I'm sorry, Sorensen. Slichter won't buy it. He'll just make a shirt about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, then we'll sign the shirt. They're joking in our Patreon area here that there's going to be the uh, uh, James Sorensen says, uh, you guys are truly amazing. Uh, I love everything you guys are doing. I'll remain loyal till you block me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not going to block you. Uh, but uh, RJ says, coming soon to the mind of the mini Patreon, the Sorensen level. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the other name for the blue level. Um, yeah, we should so. just name it that, the Sorensen yeah. level. Re- re- rechristen it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, 12 months, 12 months, Sorensen, and we will rename it the Sorensen level. No, don't. God don't. bless you. No, please uh, don't. I feel I, guilty already. James is actually going to be, I'm excited for this, he's going to be joining us uh, next month for uh, one of our episodes. He'll be popping in nice. here, and um, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's part yeah. of what comes along with being uh, for three months of that, top tier membership you get to eventually uh get uh get to be a guest co-host of the mind of the meanie podcast so that'll be um, fun yeah that'll that's be gonna fun. be a lot of fun um so a lot of people want to get on it's just a matter of uh, me too man but i'm married and look that was a commitment i made you know <laughs> that's what showers are for uh so- <laughs> soap is such a whore Oh man, soap and a second knuckle. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let your fucking mind draw that conclusion. Uh, <laughs> oh lord, it's it's comfortable up to this knuckle. Yikes! So. <laughs> uh, uh, some might say the wrist is the knuckle of the arm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm like oh. the Danny Hodge of wrists. Um, <laughs> oh uh, boy, I could break a fucking apple with my wrist. Just <laughs> look at that tendon strength. Big Popeye forearm. Yeah, seriously. Um, I know, I know a lot of lonely guys with a Popeye forum. Um, yeah, forum or forearm? Shower. What did I just say? Um, Popeye forum. Popeye forums and detachable shower heads. Yeah. Uh, hey, shout out to! Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Monthly Parosu uh, magazine. Um, the dude who who created this was just sitting here, and I felt like why be a jerk? That's he just dedication. sent me two free copies. Um, uh, his name's Tom Fain. I did uh, a couple of shows with him for Fight for uh, for New Japan and uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, and um, he has this magazine, and it's really really well done. And if you're somebody who wants to learn more about Japanese wrestling uh, from an unbiased person, um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's all here, and it's really cool. Um, and he sent me two, two different copies. Sorry, that was my gigger right over here. That just uh, your what? Oh, <laughs> it's my uh, uh, box cutter because I was cutting boxes earlier, meanie. <sighs> Sniffing glue. Anyway, um, hey, it's enjoying my drink. Here's my one thing. I want your opinion on this. I hope. <laughs> have so I been talking the show? Have then I, have I been talking a lot today? Um, 
I'm having my coffee right now. Um, my son slept for like two hours last night. I am loopy That's as can a piece be. Piece of shit. No. <laughs> um. So uh, shit. Big show. Paul White. Whatever the big know. guy. Uh, big guy. Giant guy. Um. So <laughs> talk about talk about elevation. You never know about elevation until he fucking choke slams you, man. Yeah. He choke slammed me, and I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm waiting to go down, and I keep going up. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? Poor, poor Marco stunt. Oh my god! You know that's in his future. Um, Hopefully he doesn't wear like baby orders, not too sweaty. He slips out of Big Show's hand and ends up on top of Daly's place or whatever. <laughs> you know. Um. So, yes. My one thing, I was so impressed with how it was kept a, a complete secret. Yeah. So to me. Why did you blow it on social media with the announcement? Right. It is so rare nowadays to have a complete secret like that. It is so rare. Could you imagine? I understand they want him to be like the announcer or whatever. And that's fine. He doesn't have to wrestle. And I get that it's kind of tough to, you know, do that, that appearance or whatever. But could you have imagined the same way they did with Sting and people went nuts? If just a few short weeks later... There now here comes the big show. His uh, ring music will be like, whoa. Whoa, it's the large it's the- program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um No, I just to me it was it's a the mis- large elevation. <laughs> Although look, everybody's talking about it. Um yeah. so I guess it worked, but and that's the thing. Does anyone really care about must see TV anymore? Because my thought is it turns on. People go like, holy crap, you need to turn this on. And people turn the television on. And there's your ratings. Yes. But, you know, and then everybody tunes in to find out. And then he's not there. That's something I hate, too. Don't do that. I know he's going to be there this week. He should have been there last week. Yeah. And you're saving it. You're debuting on YouTube. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't know. But uh, I'm excited for Revolution, though. Which, according to, you know, certain reporters uh youtube's only good when it's not wwe right you also can't make money on youtube yeah apparently according according to uh stonewashed son of a you you know you you just can't you can't make money on youtube (laughs) stonewashed steve austin no um... (laughs) no to to tell that to uh you know uh, those uh youtube sensations in their uh 80 million dollar mansions because all they do is make fucking YouTube videos and people watch them for some stupid reason. And these people are multi, multi, multi millionaires now. Yeah. But unfortunately, Dave Meltzer said you can't make money on YouTube. So right. it's true. <laughs> Dude, I watch these uh, people who, and all they do is record themselves watching music videos and they get 30,000 likes. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. The fuck are we doing got- with this podcast? Why aren't we just right. doing that? Yeah, Meanie watches this. Meanie does that, you know? Hey, start doing that. Put it on our YouTube. There's a concept. Dude, watch some some Van Halen, cry or whatever, you know, and that will go viral. Blue Meanie watches YouTubers watching videos. Yeah. Like, I'll record myself watching another YouTuber. Dude. Record. It will go viral. Something like that. 
we sit here with thought and plans and how to build a brand. And that's all you have to do is sit there and watch someone watch something. Yeah. Put on your Daisy Dukes and your cutoff shirt. And that's it. I would gear up for that. Seriously. Depending on where you put the camera, you might only need to paint half your face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Look like I have a shiner or whatever, <laughs> you know, half a raccoon, you know, man, one ball out. Like a, what'd you call a bat, uh, bat wing? <laughs> like you sat in uh, gum. Guys, I sat in gum. Uh, RJ says wrist is the knuckle of the arm has to be the uh, show title name. Uh, write it down. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> uh, Let those motherfuckers uh, who read that title figure it out. Watch MLW retweet that one. <laughs> I will be glued to the uh, MLW uh, radio Twitter as they have to retweet that fucking name. <laughs> we, should, we definitely need to, like, we need to rib the MLW radio network. Something like, like, name our episode, uh, like, Court Power Touched My Bum Bum. <laughs> Something. Like, or just uh, name he the did. episode, name the episode their Twitter handle. So when they have retweeted, <laughs> they have to tweet their Twitter handle. And I'll just say MLW Radio Network at MLW Radio <laughs> Network. I want to name, no, you know what we need to start doing? Our episodes they need have to be named. to do that. Our episodes need to be named like at WWE, at AEW Wrestling, at Impact Wrestling. <laughs> that needs to be the one <laughs> title of the episode. Yeah. And then AEW would be like, what the, what? what? Why is this happening? What? And I'm gonna, then, I, then I'll get a call from, uh, from Dion. Or, yeah. or Jeff, as they call him. We'll call the episode uh, hashtag FF, you know, for favorite follow, and then we'll just put a whole bunch of ads on there. <laughs> That'll be the name of our episode. Maybe we'll do that for episode 50. Yeah. When we did our 50th episode for my old uh, web series that I did, we named it Halfway to 100. Um, yeah. And so I was kind of like, maybe I'll name it that. And then I'm like, no, nah, we'll come up with something better than that. But yeah, uh, but that's our backup. That's our backup. Um, that's how that's how goofy I am. That that would be my rib on MLW Radio Network, <laughs> where they have to put out these tweets with the name of our episode. Yep. Or you name it something. Uh, no better wrestling than and name a different promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, why exactly? Why is our goal to get kicked off the MLW Radio Network? I don't. I don't know that we've. I, I, I don't want to get kicked off. I just want to rib them. It's not wrong with a light, well, little fine. light heart rib. Yeah, light hearted rib. Yeah. Was it wrist is the knuckle of the arm? Wrist <laughs> is the like knuckle that. of the arm. Uh, <laughs> what if? What if? What if? We then do wrist is the knuckle of the arm dash. And then we use someone's social media handle as though that was their quote. <laughs> so at MLW. At Dave Meltzer. At w <laughs> All right. That's what we're doing. 
<laughs> then MLW is like, why did Melter block us? Uh... <laughs> all right. Well, so, all right, for anybody. It's been nice. Yeah. Uh... So, about, so about 45 minutes into the show, for any of you who have been wondering what why was this the name of the of episode 49? Thanks for hanging out with us for 45 minutes. Now you know. Uh, yeah. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, my God. G.I. So Joe. juvenile. Yeah. You're so what? It's juvenile. Yeah. Uh, As you say, what are you calling me? Um, <laughs> there was a rapper named Juvenile, I think, right? Yeah. Should have seen his bar mitzvah. Um. Back when Ju- rapper Ju- names were yeah. like pronounced. Back when rapper names were pronounceable. What's that? Pronounce pronounceable. Back when they were pronounceable. Presumably. Uh, we used do you, to have. Do you, do, you have any, do you have any friends who say presumably? We had. We had, I had a friend. Supposedly, his name was Biz. Um. And not to, <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you what happened to him or he'd get mad. At I'm not the biz he, and I am. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he's moved on with his life to, to you know, we wish him the best in his future endeavors. Um, but uh, but back in the day, we used to try. He like couldn't pronounce things. And uh, and he. So we would like try to get him to say things like specifically Schlierkopf and like stuff like that. Like he couldn't, you know, the, the uh, Pacific somewhere. Yes. That, that, sh- that, that, uh, store. Yeah. He couldn't say, he'd be like specifically like he like couldn't say it. So we would, uh, we'd rib him, uh, incredibly. Um, but, uh, poor guy. Um, no, but we, he'd always had trouble saying things. I had a cousin who couldn't say Massachusetts. Yeah. She'd be like, Massachusetts. I yeah. can't say anything that is another language. Uh, as anyone who's ever watched me cover New Japan or... Uh, or they picked the right guy. They picked the right guy. Yep. Yeah. That was, I love how fight... Can I just say, there's also... Uh, I had the pleasure... And this is, that is not a joke. It was, it was... I wish the interview had been twice as long. It was so much fun uh, interviewing Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor. Um, awesome. Dude, just a, just a good guy. And uh, yes. re- really had a good conversation with him. Um, and wish we could have gone longer. But I got it. Like, you know, we talked a lot about the, um, the importance of his match. He's attempting to become the second ever uh, African-American Ring of Honor world champion. And he's part of, he just recently, uh, he and, and two teammates just became uh, the first ever all African-American six-man tag team champions where the entire awesome. team is. Awesome. Yeah. We talked all about the the impact of that and how important that is to him. And uh, we talked about Ron Simmons becoming the first black uh, world champion and um, and the, the fans' reaction. It was just really like, and he said he was getting goosebumps and I didn't want to say it there but i i was too you know yeah. um fight tv who's going to be our home next week um fight tv tweets out which was really cool of them but tweets all about it and it's like in honor of black history month and you know and they put it over and all i'm looking at this thing is i'm just looking at my white face going like it was just like like you know to really d- dig deep into black history month here's josh Chernoff. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's gonna. Here's a white hey, Jew. Hey guys. He's gonna. Well, hi guys. Uh, let me talk to you about the importance of African American history. Like, um, and it was. And I, I'm not joking when I say it was a, an honor to be put in that position and be able to discuss that. And it was uh, so important to be able to talk about that. Um, but I almost felt like, man, like. Don't don't put me over as some sort of expert, like you know, the like I'm the voice of Black History Month. I was like, oh my god, like there are definitely yeah. some uh, some more qualified, uh, more talented people out there. But it was it just kind of <laughs> made me laugh thinking about it the way they they presented it. But um, yeah. but it was also, but it was really, I was honored to be able to talk to him about that, and uh, it was so. Ah, cool. He's a good dude. Shane Taylor's a good dude. Man. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I love Ring of Honor. I should watch them more. Uh, they're doing great things with the. Uh, I'd watch them more bubble. if the Blue Meanie was there. Dude, me and the uh, the barroom brawlers, uh, the Bar City, the the uh, beer, beer city fella. beer city bruisers or bar. I don't know. This what? is me having no lips. Uh, I want to <laughs> be like I want. I would love to be a six man with those guys. I think we could have a lot of fun. Yeah, and and. and my last match was Ring of Honor. Uh, last match to date mm-hmm. was uh, Ring of Honor. And uh, we had a little uh, three-way meanie dance in the Battle Royal, which got yeah. over. I got a great reaction. Yeah. And I would love to do something with those guys. You know, just, just three big three big fellas. If we ever get a chance, maybe do a, a six-man tag or something like that. You know. Tag team, I've always been a tag team wrestler. Uh, I'm, I'm famously known for a six man tag, the yep. BWO, you know, why not? Yep. You're um, the beer word order. I'm the blue word order. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. That'd be awesome. First yeah, of all, some absolutely. great merch right there. The beer world yeah. order, blue and white shirts with the, I well, mean, the date to their credit, they have a beer world order shirt and, mm-hmm. uh, they they were very respectful and reached out and asked for permission, mm-hmm. you know, to do. It. I was like, yeah, just send me a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm easily bribable. Send me a I'm shirt, eighty percent of the profits, and we're fine. <laughs> um, but I'm uh, easily bribable with food and beer. Uh, yes. When the world comes back, um, I'm begging. I kind of feel begging. like I don't want you to retire until I get to team with you. That'd be fine. My yeah. my my daughter asked me the other day. Uh, why I don't wrestle anymore. And I, I sat her down and I said, I said, sometimes people are good at things and sometimes they're not. Uh, <laughs> and daddy was not good. No, I, I, I was, I was fine. Um, I explained to her that, you know, my, that, you know, I have a, between my neck and, and, you know, stuff like that. It was just, it wasn't. And she's like, oh, so are you ever going to wrestle again? I'd like to see you wrestle. And that was like, that's kind of the, in the back of my mind, I was always like, man, I'd wrestle one more match if my kids cared. And I was like, they won't care. And then when she said that, I was like, huh. It's like, I don't know. Could I wrestle one more match? But I'd want it to be with you. And then it's like, but who's booking that? You know? So. We'll hook up something with uh, the Monster Factory. Danny Cage over there in the Monster Factory. That could be fun. Yeah, we could book something. Yeah, we could do a storyline where... Yeah, uh, where I'm just doing some commentary, and then I have to yeah. take the headset off and stand up and loosen the tie like the big show in your scenario, and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and get in there, and then... Uh, no, I I think I could go in there and hit my five moves of doom, and... 
you know, enough to, um, and, yeah, uh, well, we, of course we'll wait till, uh, the world opens up. I, uh, just registered to try and get vaccinated. So, awesome. uh, hopefully Me too. I get a, hopefully I get a notification for that soon. Yeah. Uh, I want to get my shots. I want to be good. And even when I get my shots, I'm still going to live like I didn't get my shots. Yes. And, it's very uh, smart. That's, that's the important part, you know? But, uh, yeah, once the world opens back up, yeah, I definitely want to get back to the Monster Factory. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Just give me, a, yeah. give me, like, a year to train to <laughs> get back in shape. My body is not... Dude, I know how my body felt when I was taking bumps when I had, like, twice the muscle mass and was doing it all the time. I haven't wrestled in 12 years at this point. <laughs> So give me a little bit of time, but no, but I, but all kidding aside, uh, you need to get back out there. You need to be training people, teaching people things, and you need to be some back might, out entertaining the fans. Some might say I, I haven't wrestled in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the only thing is like, you know, my thought is that 25, wait, wait, how many years ago is 94? Um, uh, well, let's say 10. <laughs> That's not true. Feels like it, right? Uh, to that, so 2014 would have been 20 years. Um, so God, I can't believe you're making me do math here on uh, 27 years ago. Yeah, so I haven't wrestled in 27 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I. Uh, That's the only a good thing, thing about the only thing the I don't know what to you- do is like if it's going to be officially my last match. Um. I need to do the the honors, but then I, I feel like I'm stealing your gimmick. You know? <laughs> count, like, count, count the lights. Yeah. Um, there, there are 12 lights in the Monster Factory. Uh, you know what you know would be fun? Um, to do whatever it is for us Supposedly. to do. For us to do that match uh, on a, 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 the same show where like immediately following the show is, our li- is like a live Mind of the Meanie. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. Um That would be a fun thing to be able to do. Um, yeah, Danny's good for that because, uh, like, he would do, like, a Monster Factory show, and then after the main show, he would do, like, a, like a almost like a variety thing mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, we'd have one of our students, you know, could uh, sing and play guitar. He would go have him go out there and sing a song. That's awesome. Just, just different things. What kind of, how many people are normally in attendance in that healthy time? Uh, like 250, 300, maybe. Oh, dude. That's, he that's gets a good crowd over there. Compared to the, I was going to say, compared to the shows I've worked before, that's, that's fucking WrestleMania at the uh, AT&T <laughs> Stadium to me. Yeah. That's, uh, well, my, no, de- he, my he, debut match was against, or, or my, my final match, I think there was like, uh, I don't know. My debut, there was like maybe 150 people there. My last match I had against Rich Swan was maybe like 150 people there or something. The OVW days, there were a lot. We used to have a lot of people at like some, there were some towns like Lexington, Kentucky was always like really good. You get some venues that were like huge. Um, But of course, you've got WWE people there. Like that was, you know, but that's that man. I could hit. I could hit five moves. <laughs> well, now I'm dreaming. Now I'm starting to dream. I, oh, yeah. bless you. 
And uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. But that's, that's a dream of mine. I think that would be a lot of fun to be able to, to do that. Uh, but, you, but don't let that be your last match. Well, <laughs> I, I can't in good conscience <laughs> allow you to have your last match teaming with me. Uh, the good thing about uh, Monster Factory shows is they're they're really kid friendly too. So you know, I got it. But uh, yeah. Well, then that's the perfect venue for a live mind of the meanie. Oh yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's an idea. It's an yeah. idea. We'll get the uh, the James Sorensen's asking if we can do the Pod Squad uh, get together. For our tag match, you know this tag match might not actually ever happen, guys. But um, <laughs> we're just fantasy balls. Yes, right? I definitely can be like I, I can see myself being like, uh, you know what? Maybe I should dust off some cobwebs, hit the ropes up at the Monster Factory, and then just be like, sorry guys, I'm out six to ten. <laughs> um, but, People uh, don't realize how much those ropes hurt. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Like my mood, like. I, I I don't know. It's going to be very... I remember Nick Dinsmore telling coming back when we were training in OVW and he comes back. He was our trainer and he had just done a show um, at an indie and he like proudly told all of us. He's like, yeah, he's like, I did a match. It was about 15 minutes. I didn't bump once. And we were like, awesome. how did you... Like, how did he... And he's like... And he like basically took us through how he was able to have a fun, entertaining match. He did not take one bump. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway now that'd be fun we'll, we'll 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 gauge the audience see if anyone gives a shit um but uh <laughs> absolutely yeah i'll get some new gear with the mind of yeah. the mini logo on there why not yeah yeah it'd be like when triple anymore. h would come out and he had little nxt hidden all over his gear yeah you know <laughs> the mind of the mini logo all over um that'd be that i mean that would be pretty awesome but uh Oh, absolutely, man. Now I got to work out. <sighs> ah, man. Well, they got a gym there, so. Yeah. I'm building a gym upstairs in my house. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a room that's going to have an elliptical, and it's going to have a bench and dumbbells, but <laughs> but it's a gym. It's technically a gym. Well, there you go. Yeah. There, <laughs> there I go. Um, there we go. So, what? Huh? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck just happened there. I just I mentally went. Uh, what is this? What is that? I'm getting to confirm my appointment. What appointment is this? Oh, no. oh. oh, are we getting our shot appointments? No, that's what I thought for a second. I was like, did I just get notification live on the air? And it's like, That'd no, this is for a haircut. Um, so, so that's the thing. <laughs> I didn't get my hair cut for a really long time. And then I finally got it f- cut for the photos for the action figures. Yes. And now I'm just, I scheduled again. I'm like, I can't, I can't go back. I can't go back to that. Start growing it out again. This awful long hair. It's just, you know, and now I can just cut it nice and short. Yeah. You know, be fun. Uh, I'm so fortunate. Mrs. Meanie does my hair, you know? Yeah. She does a great yeah, job, too. I appreciate that. I assume she doesn't do your beard. Uh, she wants to. <laughs> but I I'm, was uh, the, I'm really uh, picky about it. The contractor, I almost name-dropped you. Um, <laughs> the contractor is here. He's, he's got a big beard. And he said, he goes, man, he's like, this, this pandemic has just been awful on my beard. And I wanted to be like, 
oh yeah, my friend, pro wrestling superstar, the Blue Meanie, has said the same thing. But I was like, oh yeah, no, a buddy of mine said the same thing. But I really like for an, a split second was like, should I name drop the Blue Meanie to my contractor? Um, Dude, I luckily I found a, a new mask. Yeah, I, bought, I went. I went and immediately bought like three of them. Oh, and, nice! And they fit my face so much better, and it tucks my beard in. Oh. Before, like I was wearing the mask, and it would crimp it. Yeah, and it was, it, I looked like I had like a nineteen eighties uh, teen idol hair <laughs> hairstyle on my beard. It's crimped. That's amazing. But I found this new mask. I was like, oh, and it's like it's it kind of saved my beard from. Uh, because you wear it, you know, where if you go out and about and you're out for a couple of hours, you're wearing that thing for a couple of hours. And yeah. it's like, man, it's just killing my beard, my beard game. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do something about the beard game, man. Got to keep it, uh, <laughs> keep it on, uh, on fleek. Is that a thing? <laughs> that's, that's a thing people say, right? And I shouldn't. I no um, clue what that is. No um, uh, Vanessa Bello asks, uh, can we all get a good uh, uh, group room rate at the Philly Four Seasons Total Landscape? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, James Sorensen wants to see your mask. James, this is, that's just inappropriate. Um, no. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> um, I have wrestling masks in about it have you wrestled in masks before no i've never wrestled in a mask but uh i have a friend who has like the mother of all wrestlemania parties and when okay. you go there besides all the great food and booze he just orders a box of masks from mexico and just lays them out on the table first come first serve that's awesome and like like i have a whole shitload of masks this lit we've lined them we've kind of like strung them together and we're hanging them from the wall and, uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. I'm a mask mark, too. I love belts, but I love masks. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm more... Masks are cool. I'm definitely more I couldn't wrestle guy. on one. Yeah, I couldn't wrestle on a mask, though, because... No. Just your uh, peripherals get all screwy and stuff like that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. F that noise. F that noise. F that um, S. I feel like we're at the point now where we like should quickly be getting into the Ask Meanie segment, but I'm not sure that yeah. we even like. I feel like we didn't even start the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is still the uh, pre. Uh, we're just yeah. talking to the Patreon folks. Yeah. Uh, um, hey, I will say though, I am super excited. Um, I am super excited for next week to be doing this on uh, page on uh, well, always on Patreon, but on Fight to have this video always Patreon. Be on fight. We have some nice lower thirds. We have a nice intro. We have some nice video uh, things. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a really cool experience. Um, so I, uh, I'm excited. I hope people will join us over there. Um, yeah, man. Fight TV. Um, Fight.tv. And it's free to, to sign up to fight. Um, and uh, and. Get, get your account ready now. Yes. Just so when you go to watch it, there's not you don't have to jump through the hoops on your way to watch it. Just yeah. get it out of the way now. Just, Just do it now. It's, it's so easy. Uh, look, I can't guarantee that the same success will happen for everyone, but I remember listening to Jim Ross's podcast way back in the day and him talking about this new Fight TV thing coming out. 
and encouraging everyone. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, you got to do it. You got to sign up for it. You got to sign up for it. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll sign up. I don't know that I'm going to watch anything. And now I have 15 shows on fight. So I'm not saying that's going to happen <laughs> to all of you, but it was yeah. worth signing up. Um, Remember when Flow Sports was supposed to be a thing? No. There, there's like <laughs> I don't. This, this, I don't. This gimmick called Flow Sports, and they have like Wrestle Flow, Boxing Flow, or whatever. And uh, they, they were supposed to be like competition to WWE, but it was like 20 a month. And then, like, uh, you know, they had the Evolve shows on there. They had Jakar shows on there. And then something happened, and they went down. But uh, I'm glad we have Fight TV, man. I don't oh, know where I was too. getting with that fucking... I don't, I don't know where I was going with that point, but, you know, Fight TV's been really good to us. Uh, it's yeah, nice when they ask... It's nice when they come to us and ask us, you know. To, always, uh, a, always a good feeling. <laughs> It's always good to, to feel wanted. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's why I, I call Mike Weber from Fight Weekly, and I and he goes, hello. And I go, hi, it's Josh. Do you want me? And he goes, no, please stop calling. Uh, your show was supposed to have been removed from our network by now. Um, <laughs> but uh, you, you know what's funny? Because um, I got the Fight app on my phone, and uh, my t- my notification went off. And I, I looked at my phone, and there's your face. <laughs> I got I got a notification for so say sure enough. It's like oh, nice. uh, I, awesome. I should have screenshotted that and made that your uh, your thing on your phone. So when you call me, it's your uh, your fight TV screenshot or whatever. Nice. I feel like people are gonna start to know that there was like a little bit of a uh, little shenanigans going on in my new profile photo that I have for all these things because depending on what it is my microphone's different but the photo is exactly the same like our action figures <laughs> it's a mind of the meanie mic cube uh so says sure enough it's a so says sure enough mic cube um it's a nice little easter egg fun. what's that nice little easter egg yeah yeah it's fun um yeah. uh will hey, it be- you know what you know what I've been doing man what have you been doing been, been listening to a lot of audiobooks yeah it's my favorite uh, way to read yeah I, I try to read and like I try to read autobiographies but I, I'm a big fan of autobiography mm-hmm. and like if I read something like I got to read like the same paragraph three times before I move on and yeah. digest audiobooks it's just uh just listening right so uh I, I, I listen to I've been doing a lot of it like going down to Van Halen deep dives uh I did uh uh, which book? I'm trying to think of the chronological because I, I try to do it chronologically. Uh, there's a really good book by Greg Renoff called Van Halen Rising, which is about Van Halen's childhood all the way up to, you know, when Dave left. And then the next book, which is perfect, it's called uh, Running with the Devil mm-hmm. by Noel Monk, who was their tour manager. So that takes you from when they were signed through when Dave left. And then uh, Greg Renolf, who did Van Halen Rising, did a book with Ted Templeman, who was the producer for Van Halen. But Ted Templeman was also just a platinum producer. He discovered Van Halen. He discovered the Doobie Brothers. He produced the Doobie Brothers. He actually helped write songs. He would play on records. He was in the band before he was producer. And it's kind of cool to hear how he went from, you know, being this kid to playing music to, uh, you know, the band kind of petered out. Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, he was trying to, like, what do I do now? And he went from being uh, somebody that, like, they hired at the label to listen to demo tapes and potentially, you know, suggest a band here and there. Flash forward, he goes from doing that to producing albums and engineering and all this stuff. And then, uh, you know, it comes on, goes on to discover one of, you know, my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. That, that was a great audio book. And then uh, last night I just finished the autobiography of Steve Lukather, who's the guitar player from Toto. Oh. And, um, you know, I also listened to that. I'm trying to keep a Van Halen theme. I knew Steve and Eddie were good friends. And there's, like, throughout the, the whole thing, there's, like, Van Halen references. But, man, Steve Lukather's book is uh, super good. It's called the, uh, oh, my God, uh Something according to Luke, uh, the book according to Luke, the gospel. Yeah, it's a play. It's a, the, the gospel, gospel according, according to Luke. To Luke. Thank, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. His name Steve. His name. His name is Steve Lukather, but everybody's like, "Oh, get Luke." You know, it's like, dude, what a fucking career this guy had. Uh, everybody's like, "Yeah, Toto, haha, Africa, Rosanna," but dude, yeah. Everyone laughs at those songs. You mean the songs that everybody knows and most people can't even remember the first time they heard it or how they know all the words to the song, but you just know them? And he's known for those two songs. But, dude, like the level of songs he's been on credited and uncredited blew my mind. Like like every song, like, he's like, yeah, so I got called in the studio to do this song with the tubes, uh, she, uh, she's a beauty. And I was wow. like, like one of my favorite songs from the eighties. Uh, he's doing songs. Like if like back in the day, you know, producers, if they didn't like how you played, they just went and get, you know, kiss is infamous for this. Yeah. You know, you th- look at, th- look at every kiss record in the seventies. It's a good chance. Ace Frehley didn't play on that <laughs> <laughs> on any of those records. And there's, you know, uh, I just found out a, a clip of, uh, you know, Gene Simmons brought in Eddie and Alex Van Halen to play on demos for, you know, Christine, uh, Christine 16. Oh, wow. The rumor was they kept it, you know. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> just Steve and Steve Lukather, he played on, like, some Kiss records. He, play, play, he played on everything, and it's astounding. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, if you're a music head like I am, and, and you know what's cool? Uh, I know I'm all over the place, but, uh, you know, I try to, uh, you know, keep a theme with the books I've been listening to between, like, Van Halen and stuff like that. But then with the Ted Templeman book, he was talking about how he got called in to produce an Eric Clapton album, Behind the Sun, and uh, which Phil Collins had been producing, which I never knew. And, uh, you know, they call it, you know, the, the studio didn't like how it was produced with Phil Collins. So they called in 10 Templeman to kind of clean it up, mm-hmm. you know, kind of polish it up a little bit. And then you, I go and listen to the Steve Lukather book. And he's like, yeah, I got called in on the uh, Eric Clapton behind the scenes <laughs> thing with Ted Templeman. So it's like, kind of like yeah. we're two shows mixed together. So it's like, kind of like really cool that I picked this ser- chronological of books yeah. to listen to, or books that really have nothing to do with each. I mean, the earlier ones have, have a Van Halen thing, but I was like, let me go into the Steve Lukather book. And he started talking about stuff that Ted Templeman was talking about in his book. And I just happened to pick these books by chance. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see, you know, things from different uh, perspectives, you know, and 
come together and stuff like that. But uh, the Steve Lukather book, man, the, the awesome thing about his book is you're listening to it and it's him reading it. Right. A lot of times with audio books, you listen, they hire somebody to, to read it. Right. Which is fine if it's, you know, like I know like uh, my brother has, he's an author and has a number of books that were um, uh, audio books and the company that um, produced them, they hired someone to read the stuff. But those were fiction and that's a totally different story. But like Jim Ross's book, I know Jim Ross recorded. If if Jim Ross, I don't want someone else reading, pretending to be Jim Ross. Like, no, I want to hear the actual guy. So I completely agree with you. An uh, autobiography, yeah, absolutely, it's got to be the guy who it's about. The Steve Lukather book is great because it sounds like he's just hanging. You're, it sounds like you're hanging with the guy, and the guy's humor is right up there with us. He says some shit like, "Oh, dude, I got to fucking steal that." But, like, he'll say something. He goes, by the way, this isn't in the book, but such and such, such and such. <laughs> and he'll, he'll say something. He'll go off, like, all, you know, by the way, that wasn't in the book. But That's uh, great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, such a great listen. Uh, such a great musician. Those, uh, dude, if, you, if you're a Van Halen fan, music fan, get uh, Van Halen Rising, Greg Randolph. Get Running With The Devil by Noel Monk. Uh Get Ten Templeman, the Ten Templeman book, the uh, stories of platinum producer. You know how they have the, the name and then the such a such such a such a such a such. Uh, get the Ted Templeman book. Get the uh, Steve Lukather book, and it's just it's, it's such an easy, great listen. You know, and before you know, you're like, I, man, I need the world to come back so I can travel again because that was when I don't have time at home to yeah. listen to anything to do. It was always either on my way to work or if I was at like my actual office away from here, which I think is, I mean, I still have, but I got to tell you, like most businesses kind of looking at that expense and going, you know, weighing those options um, of, of keeping an, a, another office and, but I used to be able to go out and that's when I would listen to these things, whether it's podcasts or audio books or, you know, uh, or I would, I remember listening to, like I mentioned my brother's audio book, listening to that uh, on the plane when I'd be going to different, uh, you know, yeah. either going to visit family or going to a, uh, you know, a uh, wrestling event. We're coming up on revolution is the last time I traveled um, last year's revolution pay-per-view. So I mean, which as this airs, I think it's like a one year anniversary of that. So it's, yeah. uh, it's crazy, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, there's so many books I'd like to listen to. Cause I just don't, the only time I ever have to read a book is when I'm like driving and, you know, I'm pretty sure they frown upon that. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of, of the audio books. Hey, I did want to, I did want to say, um, James Sorensen had asked a question, uh, and RJ had asked questions as well about when we were talking about episode uh, episode 50, uh, which begins the uh, show on fight. So um, James asked, when are you planning on uh, to record? And RJ asked, will it be only on fight? So this is how this is going to go. Yes. We're going to record it whenever we normally record. So the deadline is pretty much Saturday. So if we can't do it Saturday, it would be earlier in the week. Because because the fact that we have to do a video, um, 
we need that time. So Sundays are not seeming very likely to ever be recording. But on average, we will be recording the podcast the same way that we record the podcast now. Um, live with our Patreon members um, here watching us and being able to communicate with us. Um, we will then put the audio out uh, to the general public at 6 a.m. Monday morning, as we always have, uh, except for the couple times where we screwed up and it came earlier. Um, you know, <laughs> We've all had that problem once or twice. Um, yeah. Grandma naked. Yikes. And, uh, and then... Um, and then uh, the video. That's what I do to keep from coming early. You oh know? God! And then the video. I'm glad you went into more detail on that. I don't think anybody got it. Um, uh, baseball, baseball. Yeah, I'm naked. And then the. Um, oh, Yokozuna, Yokozuna naked. Um, mm. And then so okay, so we're gonna record it like normal. We're gonna do the video. We're gonna do the audio. Will be 6 a.m. on Monday morning. The video will air every Monday at 6 p.m. on Fight. Yes. So we're not quite prime time, but we end up in prime time because our show goes so long. So we'll, uh, now we we thought, uh, you know, we could have, they, they were kind enough to basically ask us, when do you want it to air? And my thought was, you're not going to do 8 o'clock and, and compete with Raw. You know, you want people to watch. So my thought was people get home from work, put on Fight TV, watch Mind of the Meanie, get yourself all ready to sit down and watch Raw. There you go. Or uh, AEW uh, Dark Penetration. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, man. So that's it. Um, Oh, Elevation. Sorry. Yes. Uh. (laughs) We should call our show uh, Mind of the Meanie Penetration. (laughs) Escalation. Oh, my. Uh, um, so, I think we're going to stick with wrist as the knuckle of the arm, Dave Meltzer, yeah. W-I-N. Um, <laughs> at Dave Meltzer, W-I-N. Um, we're definitely doing it. There's no... We're definitely it's doing it's it. Hey, um, so, the, the, what you can expect on Fight versus what you can expect on Patreon um, cause some people might wonder, well, why am I joining Patreon? Uh, if I can just watch this for free on fight. Well, number one, you're not there live interacting with us when we're recording it. Um, you're, you're a part of the process. Yes. If you're on Patreon, you get to be here, you get to be a part of it, uh, while it's happening. Also, you get it early, you get it as it happens. Even if you can't be here live, you're still going to instantly be able to access it on Patreon and be able to watch it, you know, days earlier. Uh, but you're getting, you all, you're getting the unsanitized version. You're as getting well. the unsanitized version. You're getting, you're not going to get all the fun bells and whistles of the video and the lower thirds and things like that. Cause that happens in post, but you are going to get the post show pre-show, uh, fuckery. That is the mind of the meanie where we just talk a little bit, uh, before and after. So you'll get, you, you still get that on Patreon. Um, what you are going to get with fight is like I said, you're going to get some cool extra video things. And, um, and then the question becomes, is it going to end up on our YouTube? And the answer is yes, it's going to end up on our YouTube. I believe the day after it's on fight. So, uh, I believe Tuesday. 
So maybe it'll be like a Tuesday, 6 a.m. or something like that, you know? Um, it will be available on youtube.com slash mind of the meaning. So uh, if you are just dead set on not signing up for fight for whatever reason, there you go. But uh, that's pretty Let's much sign the plan. Up for fight. <laughs> sign up for fight. Sign up for fight and subscribe to it's our YouTube free. channel. Yeah, YouTube.com yeah. slash mind of the meaning. Oh, and while you're at it, go watch So Says Chernoff this month. It was awesome. Um, uh, Pop so huge. Yeah. Um, hey, you want to ask me anything? I dare you. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. All right. Can't wait for the graphic that goes along with that. Um, hey, can I crack open my seltzer first? Yeah, let's do that. I've got uh, ginger. I got Marianne. Uh, no, <laughs> I do wish. Um, even uh, old Marianne still hot. I got a uh, may, may she rest in peace. But yes, yeah, man, yeah, she was awesome. Yeah. Three, two, one. Go birds! There we go. Go birds to various other teams all spread out. <laughs> yeah, um, man. They're fucking, uh, they cut to Sean. They cut, they're releasing Alshon. Yep. Deshaun, uh, Alshon. Uh, yeah. Sean, Sean. Yeah, Sean, Sean. Yeah. Uh, man, that smells pretty good. Hold on. I was like, what's that scent? Oh, that's my uh, drink. Mm. Well, it definitely wasn't your anything else. Um, <sighs> And that's fucking horrific. Not the seltzer, my my everything. Yes. <laughs> my everything is horrific. Selector. Dude, do you ever fart? Uh. <laughs> do you ever fart and you go, I just ate that. Why does it smell like that? You ever piss and uh after you have asparagus? Yeah. Yeah. Eggs are my my uh asparagus mm. farts. I see. I see. You just fart and you're like Dude, I just ate those eggs. Yeah, it's weird, but it's it, but it happens. It happens that way. Yeah. We've talked about that yeah. when you fart and it's somebody else's came out of your asshole. Like you don't. <laughs> like who's in there? It's like, it's like the uh, corn effect, you know. Yeah. You, if you're somebody gives you corn, just take the fucking corn and swipe it right into the fucking toilet. Yeah. It's just gonna. Twenty minutes later, you're just going to shit it out. Yeah, you might as well just take the corn while it's still on the cob and just shove it right up your ass. <laughs> you know. Uh, 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 anyway, uh, speaking of uh, uh, shoving things up our ass. Speaking of assholes, uh, Mark and Dryden asks, "What are Josh and Meanie's opinions on dirt sheets and Meltzer and Wade Keller? Any interesting interactions with either of them?" <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we don't have that much time uh, to continue to devote to. I don't want to seem like I'm bitter or angry. It's just amusing. Yeah, I'm not bitter or angry. I think Meltzer's an, uh, uh, a douchebag. Um, and and he wasn't no always like color. that, though. What's that? Yeah, the, 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 it's disappointing about Meltzer because he wasn't always like that. I feel like he kind of was, though. If you dig back and you listen to some of his, or you read some of his things, like, he was always like trying to pop himself or pop or, or, or pop his, 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 you know, whatever his name is. Uh, look, look, for everything I said about Meltzer, let me tell you 
one thing that he said that fucking popped me as a reader mm-hmm. uh, growing up. I guess uh, Randy Savage went on, went on Arsenio Hall back in the day, and uh, Meltzer was talking about that. And uh, Arsenio asks Randy Savage about steroids and do you ever use them? And Randy Savage, well, I've experimented with them, you know, back when they were legal. And Meltzer goes, yeah, and I experimented with a typewriter. Uh, <laughs> and I read that, and I put, I, yeah. I laughed for a good, like, 20 minutes. I was and like, the, that's pretty good. Here's the thing with Meltzer. I don't actually have any issue with him other than the fact that he blocked me for, uh, for not. Uh, Just for a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, it was also because I said that he would only react if you criticize Japanese wrestling. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, great way to prove me wrong. Block me yeah. as your reaction to that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I asked him, like, you know, hey, could you rate Meanie Tunes? You rate Meanie Tunes? I thought it would be fun. You know, Meanie Tunes got five stars from Dave Meltzer. Like, I thought, like, no one's going to just be like, that's real, you know? Like, I thought it would be a little fun thing. And the more that I've kind of, you know. Dave could have been, Dave could have been a good sport. Yes, but he wasn't. Yeah. You know? And he just, I don't know. Wrist knuckle. To me, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wrist knuckle. Um, he just, no, that's my issue. And like I said, I don't actually have, I've never interacted with Wade Keller. I've interacted with Meltzer. Um, he Wade's was a good dude. I just, I just want to know why he called me gay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and not there, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Just, of course not. No, not that there's anything wrong with it. I love the gays. They know how to party, man. Um, <laughs> man, blue meanie quote <laughs> on WrestleZone quote. I love the gays. They know how to party. They do. Yeah. They know how to do a lot of things. It's yeah. almost like they're just people, you know? Yeah. I could never be gay because I couldn't get in that good of shape. No. See the abs on those no, guys? You'd be, no, I think they'd call you a bear. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, dude, the bears love me. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple friends who are bears. They're like, hmm. No, now the bears <laughs> love you or they consider you a fellow bear? I could be an honorary bear. Mm. You know? Hold on, man. But yeah, just uh, um, just sending no, out I just, a signal. My yeah, I mean, my feeling with Meltzer is it's pretty well established. Uh, my feeling is this: he loves to call people on things. He loves to criticize people on things. He's yeah. not a reporter. He's an he's an opinionist. He writes right. a column with his opinions. Totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. But he's not a reporter. And right. my feeling is. Uh, if you want to be somebody who just critiques, if you want to be a, a wrestling critic, be a wrestling critic. That's who right. you are. Don't claim to be a reporter and give false information. Um, right. Also, don't be an asshole just to be an asshole. There are times where you can do it. You can poke fun. We can have a little good time. You can make a little side poke, comment. Poke the bear. <laughs> you can poke the bear if you want, or even the honorary bear. But to just be, there are so many times... Um, where he's just been mean, just downright mean for no reason whatsoever. And I don't like that. And as I've said on my show before, the irony coming from a guy who does a satirical wrestling news show is not lost on me. I get that I poke fun at things, but I'm poking fun. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm not, 
I, I'm not criticizing people in, in and look, I'm sure, I'm sure you could dig up something I said that wasn't funny and wasn't uh, appropriate. We've all been there, but you try and learn from those lessons or you try and go like, Ooh, I probably should have said that. That didn't, that wasn't, I didn't mean that the way it came off. You don't double down and triple down and quadruple down and make an entire career out of doing that and then claim you don't. And my other feeling is if Dave Meltzer can go on the wrestling observer and can criticize other people, then we should all be free to criticize him and he should be able to put his big boy pants on and not whine and bitch and complain about it and block people because somebody said something not so nice about Dave Meltzer, who's made a career burying other people. Yeah. That's just my opinion on it. Um, His big boy uh, stonewash. Yep. Mark and Dryden also had a question. Meanie, who were some wrestlers that were way cooler to you than expected when you were in ECW and WWE? And were any wrestlers complete assholes to you? I think the asshole thing's been documented. Uh, Nova. You know who was super cool? Uh, Adam Bomb, Brian Clark. Oh. And Crush. I always heard super. he was the bomb. <laughs> I'll, I'll see myself out there with a... <laughs> but uh, I'll give you a little bump. But, uh, Thank you. I remember give going you a to... Bunch. When we did the uh, Invasion of Raw, th- those guys were there, and they were, like, super cool. You know, hey, how you doing? Hey, you know. Uh, like, they knew who I was, which kind of fucking blew my mind. Um, super cool guys. Um, a lot of, there's been a lot of good people. Um, yeah, but I'll go with those two for now, off the top of my head, because it, it just really, like, you know, I was a fan of those guys, and you get to meet them. And mm-hmm. I met Adam Bomb while I was a fan too at the Spectrum. I got to uh, go into uh, like a press box. Like I was with my friend Dave. Meltzer. Dave Bombkratz. He yeah. Dave Ma- Dave Bombkratz, which everybody called the forty year old, fifteen year old, because he looked like he's forty, but he looked like he was fifteen. And uh, I guess he knew one of the Hebners, and they saw him. I was sitting with him at the show, and uh, one of the Hebners gave him uh, tickets to go in the press box. I was like, "All right, I'm coming with you." And I, yeah. that's where I first met. That's where I first I first met Luna. I met Adam Bomb there, got a photo with him, and I met Raven for like a, a second, which was kind of cool. Yeah, looking back, I'm sure you know somebody who's yeah. so incredibly important to your career. Yeah, cause, and this is around the time I was talking to uh, Phil Slee about potentially going to the Malenkos before. I went to Al Snow's, mm-hmm. and they name-dropped her to him, and he kind of opened up. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a good school, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, just real brief, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, yeah, that was a kind of a cool situation, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, John Mark Saw asks, uh, what was the scariest match you ever had? Ooh. Scariest match. You ever wrestle uh, New Jack? Yeah, I, don't well, I, was kind of, I was nervous going into it, just not knowing what I was getting into. And then once I was done with it, I was like, oh, that was that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack always took care of me. You know, uh, only situations that were like truly scary is like where I knew I had a lot of shit to do. 
and timing was imperative to the spot. You know, right. if you're in there with Raven, his timing was awesome. And uh, you don't want to let him down. <clears throat> so you, you, you got to know when this happens, you got to do that. And when that happens, you got to do this, that kind of thing. So there was always that uh, fear of, never really had fear going into a match, but, you know, I had fear of fucking up. You yeah, know, maybe oh, yeah. a Raven spot or whatever. Especially if it's someone else's match and you're outside the ring, kind of, you know, yeah. you're like a part of it. Well, I mean, like if you look at so many times when you were, uh, like you're saying, when you were a, a second to, you know, Raven or Stevie or something like that, I'd have to imagine you don't want to go in and fuck up their match, right? Right, right. So. Right. And there's times where I've, I've, I've maybe once or twice I made a mistake and, um, yeah, that's a horrible feeling to have to explain yourself, you know, and you, you don't want to, you can't pass it, but you got to own it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you live and you learn, you know, that's always my, my I was never really scared going to a match, but I was afraid of fucking up. Yeah. I get that. Um, yeah. RJ, Krasinski has an ask me any question thoughts on the heel turn of Adam Cole and the, what seems to be dissolvement of the undisputed era. For a second, I was thinking of Michael Cole. I was like, when did Michael Cole turn heel? A few Uh, years back. Remember he had his uh, thing with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked that faction. So I'm kind of bummed out that they, they split up, but you know, uh, in the COVID era, when it comes down to, you know, not, not knowing, uh, you know, what roster is going to be available to fight on a show mm-hmm. and you got four people tied up in one faction, you kind of have to do things to break it up. So the, you have a fresh feud and you have more people who can wrestle each other. You know what sure. I'm saying? When, when, when you get a, you know, the, the faction of four guys, they had to face another four guys. So now that, you know, they're like, they're worried about who's going to, you know, you know, test positive or all that stuff, you know, if they're going to try to, you know, keep them, you know, in this bubble or whatever, kind of have to break that thing up and have them wrestle each other. So from the creative standpoint, it seems like a matter of convenience. Right. That just makes because sense. They, just because they need, uh, you know, folks to wrestle each other. Uh, I'll be interested to see where I, where it goes because it, it'll be, there are going to be some great matches. But I, I was I was a big fan of the, uh, the faction. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed it's, it's broken up, but, but I understand why. I think there's so much potential money in a one-day main roster reunion. Yeah. Think about that. Let all four guys go their own ways or, you know, maybe two of them stay together or whatever it is. And one day they find their way to, you know, it could, it's, it's something that a couple of years down the line when they've all become individual established stars, you could get a uh, undisputed era reunion run. Kind of like, kind of like a shield reunion, you know, when mm-hmm. they put the fist out and stuff like that and the crowd yes. goes ape shit. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. there's so many guys that you can have so many opportunities where they're interacting, but never quite getting all four back together. 
yeah. and then get them all back together. So there's potential down the line. And they had a great run. Yeah, they really did. Um, all right, let's see. We've got some questions here. Um, that came to us. Uh, here's one from John Rogers asked on our Patreon page. Recently, WFAN radio host Craig Carton <laughs> came out and said he was supposed to be the original commentator for ECW. Everyone on ECW side has denied this claim. What is your take on this claim? P.S. I was at his last public appearance, his summer celebrity soft softball game, co-hosted by Boomer Esiason uh, before Carton got arrested for fraud. Back in 2017, um, I should point out that Craig Carton also tweeted uh, that the great at Dave Meltzer WON has confirmed my story of becoming the next Joey Styles. To which Dave Meltzer replied, "I didn't do that." So, <laughs> um, my opinion, if I may, Meanie, before we hear from someone who really knows, <laughs> Carton got arrested for fraud. Which I, I'm not aware of, but Ca- but but that kind of I don't know kind of makes me feel a little bit like uh, it's bullshit. Like you should be. Here's it. The, there's no. Come on. T- give me your opinion. I want your opinion before I pontificate. I don't even remember because supposedly he was he worked in Philly for WIP. Yeah, here in Philly, which was six ten WIP. Now it's ninety four point one WIP. Uh, and I had to reach out to. Some of my buddies at WIP, I was like, did he really work there? They're like, yeah, he worked there. But even then, Joey Styles was Joey Styles before he went to ECW. Yeah. You know? That was his that was his name. The only truth that there could be would right. be if someone came to him and offered him a position and said, and he goes, Well, what is what is this looking like? And they go, Well, you'll be Joey Styles. In the As sense in the of, role of right, like if if you know I got a call from from you know uh, WWE, well you know we want you to be on commentary. Well, who are you going to be? Well, you'll be you know you'll be Michael Cole. Well, no, I'm not changing my my name to Michael Cole. They're giving me that position. By the way, feel free to start that rumor, but that's not happening. Um, but no, that that to me is the only amount of truth that I right. think is feasible that they were talking to him in the sense of, you know, you, you'll, you'll be Joey Styles, you'll be JR, you'll be Tony Schiavone, you'll be, you know, we're not giving you this gimmick, we're bringing right. you into that position. It's like Vince is a big fan of the Mighty Mouse role mm-hmm. in wrestling. You know, like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And, and then somebody said, somebody was like, Vince McMahon wants somebody to be in the role of Mighty Mouse. He's going to come out to the ring dressed like... And it's like, no, he's not going to dress like Mighty Mouse. I'm pretty sure that was Dave Meltzer who said that. Yeah. Yeah, you, the role of the underdog fighting from underneath kind yeah. of thing, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't believe any of it. I don't believe no. a word of it. It's funny, Paul Heyman actually came out and, and called... Paul Heyman called, came out and called bullshit on it, to which Bubba, like, backed him up and told him to get a shine box. Uh, and then, but here's the best part. Heyman calls bullshit. And then the guy clearly not knowing about the wrestling landscape decides to use Dave Meltzer as the Meltzer confirmed it. So, you know, that's all, which first yeah. of all means nothing. We've established that. 
Right. Secondly, Meltzer then says, no, I did not. However, Meltzer saying he didn't also means nothing because the guy is not reliable. So yeah. a, a, a clusterfuck of unreliability. Uh, on it was definitely an interesting uh, two or three days there when the guy yeah. said it. You know, uh, Sign Guy Dudley, a.k.a. Louis D'Angeli, tweeted that to uh, – he tagged Heyman and was like, huh? <laughs> you know, and then, you know, Paul came out and yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Uh, John Clifford writes, Oscar recently had one of her teeth knocked out. Does WWE mm. have a deal with a dentist to quickly replace the tooth for WWE talent before they have to appear on TV again? I'm sure they do something, you know, I'm sure they probably just take them Unless to you're an eight. dentist or yeah. they'll go to their own dentist and. Yeah, you know. I'm sure there's a uh, places in Orlando. I'm I'm sure WWE covers the cost. Yeah, you know, anytime you're like hurt in the ring, I'll give them this much. You know, you know, people don't like the uh, the uh, what do we labeled as uh, independent contractor status mm. because you know with if you're not an independent contractor, you don't get health benefits. Right, but if you're hurt in the WWE ring, they'll pick up the tab is there truth to the rumor that people would get hurt and then would just not say anything until they were in the ring they'd get hurt outside the ring maybe they tore something training and they just kayfabe it until they got into the ring because they knew that the company would pay for it if they got hurt in the ring versus say oh i tore my pec training you know in the gym i can't confirm or deny that because i just don't know if somebody's actually done that it makes sense. Yeah. Like not to um, all kidding aside, you're working out and you know, and you, you know, you know, you're paying for this a hundred percent because you just, you know, pulled something or tore something while you're at the gym. Or you can just kind of be like, you know what? I can suck this up. I'll go have my match and I'll come back and go, ah, oh, man, this is kind of bothering me. I should get it looked at, you know, it's yeah. just kind of, look, it, it, I understand that's not maybe the right thing to do, but, it's also maybe not the right thing to do to not give insurance to your uh Yeah, they're gonna Yeah, you know, it's just a way of fucking them back. Yeah. You know? Um No fuck me, no fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh De- uh Devin Miller wrote um Josh, feel free to use this as a talking point for the show or use it for AMA. Uh that's ask me anything for people who don't know. Uh I recently rewatched Barbed Wire City the first time yes. in a while. Meanie is featured heavily in it. How was it filming for that documentary? It looks like he was filmed at a bar for part of it. Is that the famous McCuskers? Also, can Meanie give his thoughts on the memories of the first Extreme Reunion? Anything about the show, crowd, or the Sabu incident? Um, yeah, that was McCuskers. Nice. Um, well, the first time they interviewed me for Barbar City was at the reunion show. And, uh, you know, they interviewed me and I reached out to him. I was like, Hey man, if you want to do another interview, I wasn't really comfortable. And that's like, cause like it was, they were interviewing me while the, everything's breaking down. I was like, man, I felt like I was totally distracted while I was being interviewed. I hopefully I doesn't, you know, fuck up, you know, your project or whatever. If you'd like to do some a more extensive interview, and John Filipovich, uh, the director, reached out. I was like, oh, yeah. And they came down to – he's from 
want to say the Allentown area. So they just drove down to my Costco's setup, and uh, we filmed there. Uh, the infamous Extreme Reunion show had a chance to be awesome, but it was just a, a clusterfuck. Uh, I wasn't aware of the Sabu thing until later on. Uh, apparently, I, and the weird thing is they had the fan fest before the show. Fans are coming up to me. They're like, uh, where's Sabu? I was like, I don't know. What am I, his fucking handler? I don't know. Who, you know? Am, who am I, 911? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. And this is before I was aware of anything. Like, like TMZ was just starting out, and apparently it was on TMZ. I, I didn't know. So people are asking me questions. I'm honestly, I What was the know. incident? I don't remember. I don't remember it. He took too much too much pain medication. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. And went to a, you know, a soma coma or whatever it was. And uh, which eventually be, was documented documented in Bob Bar City, blah, 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 blah. And uh, just incredible. I uh, took a photo of it and posted it online, which, wonderful. Uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what an, yeah, that's, what that's an incredible cool. thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's well, that was kind of a dick move. Yeah, that's fucking uh, terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's your, terrible your if you're a fan and you do that, or if you're just a random. I hate TMZ for doing shit like that as it is. Yeah, this is this is one of the boys. You don't do that. You don't. Yeah, I don't know. And the ironic thing is, somebody he, I guess he was passed out in the locker room, and somebody posted a photo of him passed out in the locker because <laughs> he was supposed to be on the show and. Uh, he was in no uh, condition to compete, yeah. ironically, and uh, the the, pe- the promoters asked him to leave the building. So uh, yeah, so that that show was a recipe for disaster. Just uh, the way it was booked, from you know the gangsters, you know, uh, coming out doing the running and getting jumped, and then like killed the mood. That that thing, you know, it was a reunion show. Just have an ECW reunion show. Yeah. It's, it's splice in some newer talent and you know if you're going to wean out some of the ECW guys and use the newer talent you know there's a there's a better way to do it than when they did you know which is was almost inside a riot you know yeah. uh we, we they're the, the best <laughs> this is me and he loves telling this story I wish he was here but uh yeah the best part of that night is after the show we went out to eat at a, a local diner and al snow remarked that when they announced the return date the fans booed <laughs> and al is like Yikes. i've been in this business for 30 years i've never heard fans boo a return date man so the the theme of the night was like you know we'd be eating and then out nowhere so i go they booed the return date. <laughs> But yeah, we, we, we I, I set up to do merch, you know, intermission after showing the lobby, and then like I heard the crowd getting like restless during the main event. I was like, oh, let me get the fuck out of here! I packed <laughs> up my shit and ran back to the. You lobby. don't want people to remember you were a part of it. Oh, oh. you know, I was the first guy they would see, you know, coming through uh, the doors as they were leaving the building. I didn't want that, Jeez. you know, uh, I didn't want that collateral damage. <laughs> Hey, uh, Andy Slichter yes. asks, uh, how much Retromania have you played? Uh, I haven't played it yet because I don't, I don't like to play on Steam yet. 
So uh, I haven't played it yet because I don't know what the fuck Steam is. Yeah, I I played, you know, uh, full disclosure, yeah, I played the early versions, but now that it's officially released, I'm waiting for the PlayStation version. So does anyone know how to use Steam? Because, full disclosure, they sent me a a thing to be able to play the game um, as part of my massive contract with them. And... uh, (laughs) And I'm like, cool, all right, I'll go to Steam. And I'm looking at, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what Steam is. I'm not, I, I like, I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, like, I'm not stupid. I get it's clearly some form of, you know, online gaming. Um, but damn, like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know what to do. He's like, no, no, you just download it and you put this code in and you'll be good to go. I haven't been able to figure it out. So if someone wants to help me <laughs> with a uh, tutorial of how to do it, uh, I'm very excited to play. I've heard awesome things about it oh, i've um, seen some very awesome uh video clips as well yeah um i mean i watched a little bit of like the majors trying to uh you know them playing it at first uh, of course uh my good longtime close personal friend Cole cabana um playing <laughs> it um and uh yeah it's uh people seem to really enjoy it um i have not heard any negative things about my role which is great um, cause I was, ne- you know, you never know, you never know what's gonna happen when people finally are playing it or if it's just, okay, oh, this guy's just so damn, uh, so damn annoying or I can't stand his voice or, you know, um, yeah. that's, that's no Howard Finkel. Like, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it's so cool, uh, to be in that. And it hasn't, I don't think it's like really, I think once like a PlayStation game comes out or something, it's like in your hand. I don't think it's really like hit me yet that I've. I've now officially been in a video game with you and all of the other incredible talent that's in that game. I'm in a video game with the, with the road warriors. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. that, that I'm, I'm so uh, honored to have been able to announce all these people to the ring. Um, it's just crazy. So I, I haven't played it yet and I can't wait to play it. Um, very excited for it. Very cool. Yeah, I definitely want to play it. It's, I'm not too keen on Steam. Yeah, I don't know anything about Steam. As I, Slichter told me to, to call him about uh, Steam. So, all right, Slichter, we'll talk later. And you can you can hold my hand through this because I don't, I don't know. The only thing I know about Steam is it bugs my glasses. Oh, you. Um... <laughs> Uh, last one here. Oh no, we'll do two more. Um, ah, three more. James wants to know what brand of seltzer we're drinking. Mine's Wegmans. Mine's, uh, (laughs) Travis wants to know, uh, what do you think of the new Foo Fighters album? Love it. You Uh, talking about this one? (laughs) Uh, just, uh, yeah. Um, the, the the theme around is it's, it's inspired by David Bowie's "Let's Let's Dance" record, which uh, you know is an awesome record. Uh, David Bowie did an album, "Let's Dance." A lot of people don't know Steve Ray Vaughan played guitar on that. I think we have a clip of that right here. Love it. Uh, got it. We got the uh, the vinyl version, and uh, of course, I got digital too i buy everything naturally yeah so uh yeah dig it dig it it. i just definitely uh got (laughs) 
got to def- definitely, um, you know, just keep playing it. Yeah. You know, I All missed right. the days if, when you could buy you it. Right now. <laughs> I miss the days of just buying music and laying in bed and just reading the liner notes and smelling the packaging. You smell ink and yep. stuff like that. And just my childhood. That's my childhood, just buying tapes, putting them in, reading the liner laying notes. Laying in bed, smelling your package. Yeah. <laughs> I still do that. Uh, <laughs> very oniony. Uh, oh. Oh, end of the day. Uh la- <laughs> Last question here comes from uh, RJ. Mon- <laughs> what? This steel line from uh, Steve Lukather's book. My underwear looks like a coffee filter from 1972. <laughs> I used coffee filter. I used my uh, RJ says, uh, if you had to eat one food the rest of your life, what would you eat and why? Uh, chicken. Any kind of chicken, you know, because you could just doll it up any kind of way you want, really. I would say steak, but steak is steak. Chicken, yeah. you can make a bunch of different ways. Make it sweet. You can make it spicy. There's a moment where I was dieting and I was eating like tuna and rice every day, which sounds kind of bland, but like I got the Jim Ross uh, seasoning. Yeah. Just put that in there or. I'm tired of that. Put in some sriracha. If I'm tired of that, put in whatever. Anything that's meat and you can just dress it up all different kinds of ways. Um, I feel like I would choose cereal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. If, what, what brand? Uh, can I tell you? Does fruity, it have to be Fruity specific? Pebbles I could eat every day for the rest of my life. Um, really? There are some things like one of my favorite all-time, Quisp. Um <laughs> Which is basically, it's like, it's like Captain Crunch, but doesn't cut the roof of your mouth. Meets, uh, like, um, Cookie Crisp, but without the cook, without the chocolate part. Which is really good. Funny. It doesn't really exist anymore. You can like order it online, but, um, but no, I, I to me like uh, Fruity Pebbles, man, life cinnamon life cereal. These yeah, are I'm some, a big. Uh, I'm a big mark for the new line of Cheerios with the uh, oats and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah. I mean, one food, I don't know which, which one it would really be, but I have to really think about it. But uh, I just love, I'm, I love cereal and I don't eat cereal because I can't eat. Like if I have cereal in the house, I'm going to have my morning. I'm going to have cereal. It's going to be at least three servings worth. And then yeah. at night, I'm going to be sitting watching TV with a giant bowl of cereal. That's another three servings worth of cereal. Two days later, the box is empty. It's, it just doesn't work for me. So brother. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. Uh, hey, Hey honey, did the, Hey honey, did you quisp? <laughs> Only during breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, quisp. It does a body good. Quisp, a front fart. <laughs> on that note. On that note, everybody, I think it's time that we uh, we get out of here. Um, hey, thank you all so much. Uh, this was a blast. This was a really fun episode. Coming up next week, episode 50 and the debut on Fight. 
Very excited about that. Meanie, can you believe next week is our 50th episode? Uh, man, it's a, it's it's awesome, and it's a, a testament to the pod squad who's uh, kept us going. Yeah, you know, it, without it's, the pod squad, there would be no mind of the meanie. Hundred so. percent agree with you on that. Uh, Vanessa says, "Get the plugs in. You you bet your bottom dollar that's what we're gonna do. And you can spend your bottom dollar over at prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie with all of our great shirts over there. Uh, if you want to support us on that site individually, it's prowrestlingtees.com slash blue meanie and prowrestlingtees.com slash so says Chernoff. Blue Meanie's got all the BWO stuff you could ever want to get your hands on and also some really great creative things, some great uh, creations by Mrs. Meanie. Uh, definitely check that out. I've got sarcasm as my superpower. I've got shirts like the one I'm wearing here with just my the uh, vintage S. What's that? Um, sarcasm is my superpower. It's my favorite shirt. Oh, thank you so much. And I also have the superstar of sarcasm. Logo is up there as well now, thanks to Andy Slichter. Looks like the old Superstars of Wrestling logo, but don't tell Pro Wrestling Tees because they let it slide, even though they wouldn't do the King of Sarcasm logo that looked like the King of the Ring. You got to go to Patreon for that. And that's patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. We have more tiers there than Dave Meltzer when he finds out that Okada and Omega are not wrestling this year. Lots of tiers. Um... Yeah, go over to, uh, I don't know, I kind of stole that joke from So Says Sure Enough. But, uh, there you go. Um, hey, you can steal from yourself, but you know, if you really want to steal, you want to join Patreon because then you're going to get discounts on our Pro Wrestling Tees page and you're going to be able to watch this show live. And that's what everybody wants to do. They want to watch this live. Uh, Meanie, big fan of Cameo. Go to cameo.com slash bluemeaniebwo and uh, get a well wish, uh, yeah. birthday wish, happy anniversary, or if you just want me to uh, break somebody's balls, go to cameo.com slash bluemeaniebwo for all your blue meanie well wishing needs. And if for whatever reason you are so out of touch with reality that you want me to send somebody a message, you can go to cameo.com slash so says Chernoff, uh, and it would be my honor, my pleasure, and my joy to do that for you. Uh, all of our balls will be in our pants. Um, what else can we do? Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure to join us on Fight for Alternative Commentary during AEW's Revolution pay-per-view. That's going to be coming up soon. Uh, make sure as well to check out So Says Chernoff on Fight. Uh, and you can subscribe to YouTube, youtube.com slash So Says Chernoff. Watch it there. But if there is a YouTube channel you need to be a part of, it's youtube.com slash mindofthemeanie. Uh, Vanessa says, speaking of Cameo, with a couple of wide eyes, I don't know what she's doing over there on Cameo. Last time it was uh, last time it was Dan Housen saying hello to us, so excited to see what happens there. Uh, alternative commentary for AEW next Sunday, Travis asks. Yes, indeed. Um, what else didn't we plug? Hey, collarandelbowbrand.com. They got awesome shirts. Go over to uh, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code MEANING and save 10% on so many fine, fashionable shirts by Al Snow and Rodgers. And uh, I think that's it, MEANING. I think that's about it. We got the uh, the first 49 down. And one well, more to go. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
totally forgot to bring up ECW on Raw, says Andy Slichter. I don't know what that means, but we'll talk about that another time. Was ECW on Raw? Oh, uh, the anniversary. Uh, oh, kind the of- anniversary of ECW on Raw. Yeah, we totally forgot to talk about that. Son of a... Well, we talked about that one episode, the I'm Not Lucas episode. So. Yes, on the I'm Not Lucas episode, that was discussed. Uh, so go back into the archives and uh, and check that out. Uh, I think over it was episode six. What's that? I think it was episode six. Six or seven, somewhere in there. One of those. It's fine. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's all we really have. Oh, hey. Go to uh, mindofthemeanie.com, click on the link, and order, pre-order your Mind of the Meanie action figures by Chella Toys. If you're outside the U.S., go to chellatoys.net and order them from there. If you want them signed, you can get them signed from us. So uh, if you're outside the U.S. but you want them signed, send us a message on social media, and we'll work it out. We'll figure out how we, how we can handle that. Uh, we just couldn't put it up on the site because, honest to God, we don't know how much money it's going to cost to send it to you outside the U.S. Uh, so we don't want to lose money, and we don't want you to spend too much. So, uh, But we'll work it out. We promise these will get signed one way or the other. We will sign them for you. We don't know how. We don't know when. We don't know where. We'll get them signed. Meanie, this has been my pleasure. Uh, As is mine. Uh, join us at adfreeshows.com on March 1st for free for That Was Extreme. It's a great show that Meanie and I are about to go record with Joel Gertner. So, uh, I think uh, he's in the lobby waiting with us. He's waiting. <laughs> in, uh, for the Blue Meanie, I am Josh Chernoff. Join us again next Monday for the 50th trip into the mind of the Meanie. Blue, 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 blue world order. The world of MLW Radio never stops.